Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains. This is your host. Today's episode features just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human being. I met Kayla Strong years ago when we were both working with a company that focused on fitness and health and working out and things like that. Over time, we were both led away from that particular company and led into the practice of yoga, healing, magic, and just co-creation with the universe. And what I love about my conversations with Kayla is that while they may not be structured, they are so, so intentional. And I always learn so much about myself through her stories and I feel that she learns a lot about herself through my stories and we just have a beautiful way of weaving in our individual experiences to create opportunities for wisdom and growth for the both of us. So today's conversation is one of those. (laughs) It's talking a little bit about embracing the good and the not so good that comes with life, knowing that even those of us who practice this healing work and these holistic wellness practices and practitioners and yoga teachers and all these folks, it ain't always sunshine and rainbows, y'all. Sometimes it's shitty. And it's important to know that when you have a community of people around you, whether geographically close or not, that to reach out to one another, to encourage one another is so valuable. So today you get to hear a little bit of that. So I invite you to sit back, take a long, deep cleansing breath, get comfortable and ready to listen to another conversation. Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? How doing? are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Um, I had today was one of those days where. Um, I had like back to back appointments and you know how sometimes one appoint when one appointment runs over, then depending on how close together the appointments are, all appointments run over. And so it was one of those it's days a where domino I was like, I'm ten minutes behind. I'm just I'm just ten minutes behind yeah. of like everything. So it is a domino effect and it's a trip because it's like, you know, it's obviously you know, everything is happening exactly in the way that it's meant to. And I was just having a moment where I was like, I need to feel yeah. less attachment to this thing we call time. <laughs> I really need to let myself do that because if I, if I don't, then I find that I'm not allowing myself to be present with whatever experience it is that I'm having, whether it's running behind because of traffic or something being pushed behind because of, you know, scheduling mishaps or whatever it is, but recognizing that in my efforts to stay always on task and always on point, always on time, I often mm-hmm. get, I feel like mm-hmm. the universe steps in and is like, nope, we're just going to yeah, pause, pause you just here, here so you for a minute and make you wait until, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a little bit exactly. Of a so yeah. So it's how been are you? A, How's a little bit of a um. Well, today's eight eight. It's Lionsgate, uh, portal, and um, yes, I've is. been having a lot yeah. of beautiful 
insights around kind of what you just talked about is around time, but specifically around acceptance and detachment and like being able to really Hmm. let go um, so that one, there's space for whatever's supposed to really like be in that space to be there. Um, And also acceptance. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm in, I'm all, let me get my thoughts together. I just wrote down, I did a little meditation because, you know, I was like, what are we going <laughs> to talk about? And I'm like, you know, when we get together, it just kind of goes. And um, a big thing that came to me today specifically, which has been really healing, is yes, letting go because I have a tendency to hold on to things like time or situations or mm-hmm. stories that no longer serve me. And so today it was about, oh, right, accepting what is and then creating and writing a new narrative and a new story mm-hmm. uh, because there's been areas in my life where I've been holding on to specific stories mm-hmm. to protect myself in certain ways or to being afraid of what's next instead of really just like mm-hmm. releasing so that I can really recognize my power of I get to create the narrative of the story of what I want moving forward while still being able to honor my truth and things that have happened and pain that's there or things that are there, but take that wisdom from that and then start the new story. Right. Um, so sorry, I'm getting all deep. No, no, it's, that's what it, well, for starters, a, uh, anybody <laughs> who listens to this podcast uh, knows that I'd say at least every other episode, it's probably going to go much deeper than they expected it to go. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, truthfully, that's part of my intention with this. When I started this podcast, it was in the driver's seat of my car last year. It started with me just really talking to myself all the time. And that was a way I would, you know, get ideas or, you know, ideas or visions or like kind of be having feelings about something. I mean, truthfully, I think that switching gears for two seconds, I think that like social media is social media exists because we talk to ourselves all the time and social media gives us a platform to be able to talk to ourselves sort of, but then have somebody else externally validate whatever it is that we're saying. Mm -hmm. So the podcast for me was a way other than social media to be able to share my ideas and experiences that I'm having with the listening audience, just me, hence the soapbox sessions. Yeah. And also to be able to share my experiences that happen during conversations with people that I care about, people that I'm close to. And then this season, people that I followed on social media and was influenced by in a positive way and said, Hey, let me just reach out and say, if they want to talk to me and if they say, great, if they say yes, then great. There's Mm -hmm. a podcast episode. So at the root of it, my intention for this podcast is to be able to see what happens when you let a conversation get deep. Oh yeah. (laughs) When you let it, because a lot of times Mm -hmm. I feel like, in social settings, we've been conditioned to chit chat. Yeah. Small talk. Yeah. And have superficial conversations. And the idea of getting deep, we, like you and I, have been conditioned to be like, oh, but before, 
don't let me get too deep on you though like hold on like to be apologetic almost Mm -hmm. about it and in reality part of the human experience is to cultivate and maintain connection with each other yeah and sometimes by putting that restriction on the way that we converse is actually putting a restriction on connection Mm -hmm. it's putting a restriction on the human experience Precisely. Precisely. So that being said, this podcast is a safe space. It is a free space. It is a space that I have put a lot of heart into creating an opportunity for you to take up as much or as little space as you'd like. I allow each person who is a guest on the podcast selection of a specific topic if they want to talk about Mm -hmm. something. And otherwise say, I'm open to whatever. And that said, I'm open to whatever. Yes. And I appreciate that because what that does is it leaves a lot of space. (laughs) It does. It leaves a lot of space for what's present for right here, right now. And I think that, you know, a big part of our relationship and how we inspire each other isn't, you know, the like, this is, I'm the teacher and this is what I have to share. Um, you know, it's more of like me and you get together and it's like, do you want to hear about the thoughts that have been running through my mind in the last couple of weeks? Yes. Do you want to see, you know, you want to see the conclusions and the philosophies and stories that I've been working with? All right, let's do it. You know, like, and there's so much, then there's so much wisdom and inspiration that comes from that in that space, just being open. So um, I really appreciate and honor and love you and celebrate you one for doing this podcast and having this for people to listen to, to have a space for yourself first and foremost as well. And then also having the option to leave it open and let it get deep and, and then putting it out into the world and not being, having any fear or anything like this, this needs to be heard. Right. Exactly. You know, I completely agree. And, and you're right. I think that part of what makes, Part of what makes doing this, having this podcast such a great experience for me is learning that there's some things that, of course, I don't know necessarily about people that I'm close to. And depending on what topic comes up, I'm not only getting to express and share my own experiences, but I'm getting to witness and listen to the experiences of the guest who's on. And something that I agree completely with about my relationship with you is that from the beginning there was just like a a quick almost like recognition of likeness Mm -hmm. you know what I mean even way back when we met during the the Herbalife era um Mm -hmm. there was a recognition of 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 sameness and then to go in different directions and you living your life and me living my life and then to still see similar experiences happening, whether, you know, introducing to yoga and exploring teaching and getting into holistic work and now getting into coaching and guidance and tarot, all these things. It's like, it was one of those moments where I'm like, thank you universe for putting this person in my life that I had no idea exactly how they were going to show up. And I'm so glad that they did. And I'm happy that they're still here. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cause you just never know. You never know when you first meet somebody, how, how much of an impact they're going to have. And you've definitely, continue to be a person that has such a positive impact and I'm just I'm Aww. grateful for your for your presence you know I really really thank am you. 
thank you. I'm so grateful for your presence too. And I feel like that's a little bit of full circle about what we're probably going to dive into today is like, um, there's something that like you're saying we met and then we've just kind of witnessed each other and we witnessed each other grow and like the different things, but at the same time, like recognizing the similarities and how we inspire each other and there's no attachment. There's such a beautiful, um, love and energy of like you're in your thing you're I'm doing my thing you're doing your thing and then we get to witness and see how the universe brings us together together we get to witness and see how love flows in our life and how inspiration flows into our life and um you know I think that's been a big thing that's been on my mind and on my plate Mm -hmm. is really bringing our focus back to us and becoming Mm -hmm more uh accepting and allowing things to happen in our lives right through focusing in on ourselves and specifically one of my personal philosophies right now is Mm -hmm. like that what it is to be human Mm -hmm. and like have a human experience we're actually not fully utilizing a lot of the tools that we we have um and not living a very uh, a full experience right And, um, you know, that's a part of the work that I want to really bring into the world is how do we utilize all these amazing tools that we have, like our emotions, like our mind, like our bodies, like, you know, our hearts, our spirits, our inspirations. How can we really bring a lot of the focus back into those things and cultivating those things within ourselves Mm -hmm. and then allowing everything else in our life to flow? Because the only thing we really can control is the tools that we have. Right. Um, and so, like, bringing that back into pretty much our Everything. Yes. to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, before we dive all the way in, I already know you. But they don't, to the people who are listening. Yeah. And so I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the listeners by um, sharing your name, where you're from and what you stand for. Oh, so beautiful. Okay. Well, hello everybody. My name is Kayla strong. I'm from San Diego, California. I'm a Virgo, Virgo Sagittarius. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Virgo earth mama. Um, And what do I stand for? You know, it's, it's such a big question because my mind can't help but go into the details of the complexities of what that is. But I think right now in this moment, the biggest thing that I stand for is that being human is such a beautiful experience. And I stand for supporting, guiding, holding, being next to, being in the trenches with human beings on this planet Mm -hmm. to be forever recognizing that. And, um, I like mm. that. I like that. Yeah. When you say being human, what does that mean for you? Yes. Good question. Um, When I say being human, it, it is this experience with its entirety, its full spectrum. Mm-hmm. So the ups and downs, the joys, the pain, 
the trauma, the, all of it, like this thing called life, mm-hmm. right? We are human beings on this planet that experience life. And I think sometimes, at least in my experience, when there are not so good feelings, I almost resent life, mm. like living this experience, mm-hmm. it's like the opposite of gratitude, right? Right. Um, and so when I say like really loving what it is to be human means loving all parts of what life has to offer. Right. And how do we do that? Um, even when there are things that are not so pleasant to be experiencing, especially right. on the planet right now, right? There's a lot oh my of gosh. yeah, exactly shit happening. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah. how can we not disassociate or try to escape from this experience of life, but really lean in and see the magic and the um, value of it all? Because you're in a more empowered place. To be able to, like I talked about at the beginning, to write the story or write the narrative of your life. Like if you're trying to escape being human or living your life, it can, you can numb it or you can be outside of it and maybe, you know, dodge certain aspects that you don't really want to experience. But from that place, you can't really be fully here to write what's next or to be in co-creation with what's next. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think yeah. that <laughs> do you think that the just avoidance method of coping is something that people are willing to step away from as far as allowing themselves to experience all parts of life like earlier you mentioned using all the tools you know that kind of come with this human experience and mm-hmm. one of those biggest tools that actually allows us to stay connected and to stay you know present with what's happening right now I think that sometimes allowing ourselves to feel the feelings Mm -hmm. seems too big too great too everything for us to actually give ourselves a chance to go you know to kind of go there and sometimes it feels like letting go of what I consider to be a coping method, which is avoiding the feelings or guarding the feelings or shielding the feelings or burying the feelings, whatever it is, we've been doing that for so long Mm -hmm. and it's kind of served us to this point. Do you think that people are really willing to let that go? That's such an amazing question. And I just, I'm going to rewind just one step I want to put into the space. I am always and forever sharing from my own personal experience in hopes that it it resonates with other people. So I'm not saying that this is the only way or this is the way, but this is what I've been discovering through my own human experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I think, yeah, there has to be a willingness to step away from that. And we have been taught to avoid feelings. Like that's a big one feelings and then spirit, like the motivation essence like that. Mm-hmm. We've been taught really, really well to use our minds and our intellect and the logic, um, uh, maybe even using our bodies, like the, the external world, mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. But we have been taught to avoid our emotions. And from my experience, the reason why I, I have avoided emotions 
or I avoided certain feelings specifically, as I dove deeper, it wasn't the feeling of the actual whatever it is that I needed to process, right? The feelings of that. It was, I was taught to shame myself for having those feelings. So what didn't feel good was the shame and the guilt, not the actual feeling in itself. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. That makes complete sense. Yeah. So it's like, it's like it actually, all we want to do as human beings is express. That's why we're so creative and there's so much art and beauty in the world and how there can be healthy ways of expression, even when the quote unquote feeling is negative or not such a good feeling like anger, like uh, resentment, Mm -hmm. like rage. But there are ways to express that. And when we express those things in healthy ways, it feels really good. And now that is being transmuted into a better feeling, right? So say you're really angry and you throw it up onto a canvas on a painting. Right. Now it's like transmuted. I felt the feeling and I put it somewhere. Right. Now we're taught to not feel the feelings. And so that harboring of that feeling and not just fully expressing it, for me personally, I would then shame myself for having that feeling while also not being able to uh, detach from it. And right. so then it just became this really not good loop um, of not good feelings. Well, because then what ends up happening is it gets compounded. It mm-hmm. was a feeling of anger that goes unexpressed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get to fully even develop into a full emotion. You know, it might just be, How about I'm feeling kind of angry. Or whatever it is, it might start off really small. And if unexpressed, it festers, mm-hmm. it expands, it grows. And I think of emotion, unexpressed emotion operates a lot like a cancer. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's just one little unexpressed emotion, it might live for a long time. It might function and you as a person can still move to the world and function one little unexpressed feeling. But if you have several unexpressed feelings and several unexpressed emotions that are just building and building and building and taking over you, much like a cancer, if it's identified when it's very small, it can be treated, it can be removed, and you can live a full healthy life. But if not, it spreads. Mm -hmm. And I think that if people were willing And essentially had the courage because it does require a lot of courage to go into your feelings and to allow yourself to experience them. If people were willing to do that more, that maybe the expressions of these feelings wouldn't feel so scary anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It would, because it's like, oh, okay, I I expected anger and I thought it was going to show up like an ex- a, a violent explosion mm-hmm. and it was actually maybe I just needed to go for a run yeah. so, and get it out or I needed to paint like you said or I needed to dance or I needed to you know uh, do a kickboxing class whatever it is you know I needed to get it out because sometimes we think that all emotions are expressed in an identical way and they're not mm-hmm. the way that anger shows up for me might show up differently for you the way I express it might be different but what will be the same for both of us is if we don't express it, if it doesn't get out, then it just builds. Exactly. And 
I just got this hit of like, oh, I should probably share like, why is that important? <laughs> Yo, please do. Please do. You know? Um, yeah. So from my experience or what I'm starting to gather from this beautiful human experience, I say that with emphasis on beautiful because it is amazing. Like I feel grateful to be a human. We can, that means we can create in the, this physical, tangible world. And what I learned is that our highest currency mm-hmm. is our energy. Right? It is exactly our highest currency is our energy. When we don't feel good or we're holding on to certain feelings or when, you know, specifically when we don't feel good, mm-hmm. then our energy is distorted. Everything that we can create from that place, um, our currency goes down. And so why is this, why all of this is like, why do I need to dip into my feelings? Because the better you feel, the easier it is to create that's where you can find really true, authentic, what energy you're putting out isn't being distorted. Right. And you can find deeper connection, not only with yourself, but with others. Like, and it, it, it seems so simple and it is, while it's also super complex, just like life. Right. And, you know, like I just, just take the example of like, you know, those days when you wake up and like, you just feel good. You wake up, you have your outfit in your head already. You know it's going to be bomb before you even put it on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everything's laid, everything. You feel good. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You don't have to have a plan for the day. You just know that you feel good. And then for some reason, when you go out into the world, things just kind of happen for you. The synchronicities just kind of like fall into place. You meet good people. You smile. Like you just feel really good and people are attracted to you. Things are attracted to you. Exactly. Right? And so for me, it's like this whole healing journey and why it's important to tap into all this kind of stuff is because in this human experience on this limited time here, I want to have as many days as like that as possible because you gain momentum in feeling good so that when you go and you get really clear on what it is that you want, there's a clear path to that and you have a lot of currency of good feelings built up to then utilize towards things that you want or what it is that you want to create and mm-hmm. then you actually have more energy and more I don't even know more oomph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like more of like a feeling than a word but right. more like gusto behind what it is that you do so that when you know quote unquote negative feelings I'm trying to step outside of good and bad because I don't think that exists yeah. Personally. Yeah. But when you have feelings that aren't so good or things that do come up or conflict in your life or challenges in your life or obstacles in your life, you have this beautiful, you know, reservoir mm-hmm. that is able to support you and moving through that more clearly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you touched on something that interestingly enough kind of came up in the conversation that I had with uh, Caitlin where we were talking a little bit about like the artist experience or the creatives experience mm-hmm. and, you know, through history, through time and even present day, a lot of creators and artists often made their best work, you know, from their greatest disappointment or from their totally. greatest pain. And as an artist, as a creator of any kind, whether your art is music, dance, singing, doesn't matter, or the art is healing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we find that we have some of our biggest breakthroughs, you know, our biggest aha moments, our biggest downloads when we're processing through something uncomfortable or processing through something a little bit further painful. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it feels like creating from that good feeling space 
takes a little more work almost because a lot of times the creativity or the thing that you're creating is you literally processing how you're feeling through that particular vein of art. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you wake up in the morning and you're having those sunshiny days, you're like, I just want to be in the sunshine right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I necessarily want to do any work of any kind mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> Not even I just want to be. I just want to be. I just want to be. And I think that's where like kind of like what you said about, you know, what it is to be human. What I wrote down was spiritual adventure. That's what I, that's what came up for me mm-hmm. was being human is a spiritual adventure. It's the spirit yeah. element taking an adventure in this human body yeah. and wanting to be able to have a full expression, a full story at the end of it and not wanting to leave anything out. Mm-hmm. And that does include allowing ourselves to get in touch with without being attached to every single element, like you said, positive or negative up and down, dark and light, to be able to have it all, because I think that's kind of the point of the adventure in the first place. 100%. And I really love that you brought in the artist and the creator and the the creative. And like, one of my missions is to like, really, you know, this is a belief system of mine. I don't, I, you know, I, I, I feel like I sometimes like, walk this like really tight rope I really have the thoughts of like am I just pressing my belief systems on the other people like I don't want to be dogmatic mm-hmm. you know um but it, it 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 excites me and it lights a fire in me and so sharing from that place like I grow, grew up like really believing that I'm not an artist I I'm I'm not really a painter I'm not really a drawer like I am a Virgo I like detail like I go to do art and I like straight lines and precise you know, I make these geometric, like it's really, you know, working with that, like perfectionism and yeah. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so for a long time, I was like, oh, I'm not a creator or I'm not an artist. But the biggest thing that I want to really put out into the world is that we are all artists because right. our life is our masterpiece, Exactly. period. And we're creating it. And, and to when we can move into that place, here's the challenging part. When you move into a place that I'm creating my own reality and I'm creating my life because I'm a creator, when good things happen in your life, you're like, yes, I created that. I did that. Boom. When I'm feeling good, like, yeah, I'm the creator of my reality. Yes, I'm an artist. But when not so thing- good things happen, it's really hard to take ownership and responsibility for that. Right. And it's a really fine line because especially when things that you can't control happen to you, it's really hard to take ownership and responsibility for it. Time for a break. Time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day, is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep, intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. Right. Now. And that's yeah, and that's common though, you that's know. That's so common. It's very common and I think that it's it it comes yeah, it, it's you exactly. It's human, and I and I think that comes up, you know, often um, 
when you're working, you know, you've worked with clients and when you're working with people that are kind of processing the negative experiences, whether it's stuff that's happening in their life right now or stuff that happened in the past. Yes. When they're looking at those experiences, oftentimes the question that I hear the most often is, well, why would I invite that? Why would I want that to happen? Is if I'm looking at this from a place of ownership of my spiritual adventure, (laughs) if I'm looking at this from a place of ownership of my human experience, why would I invite these negative Mm -hmm. moments? How, how could that possibly be serving me? Yeah. Um, I love this. Ah, because I have like 20,000 answers. I just, okay. (laughs) Um, you know, because it's not about inviting it in and condoning it. Mm. Not about inviting it in and admiring it. Not about inviting it in and shame. If, when I say take responsibility, I know that at least in my experience and probably other people's experience, it's like you need to take responsibility for this. There's already like this weird layer of like shame and guilt of like, I did it. I'm bad. So now I have to take it on and like it's mine. That's not the kind of responsibility that's there. Mm-hmm. It is this respect for it acknowledgement of it so that you can move on and so when you it's not like you're inviting it into your life to be like okay and now this is going to be a part of who I am and you know um forever and I have to carry this with me and take responsibility for this tragic terrible thing that's happened Mm -hmm. it's actually about like hey I'm calling it forward so that I can look at it and respect it and it's a different kind of respect. It's not a respect like what happened is okay. Mm-hmm. It's not the kind of respect of I admire this. It's the kind of respect that this happened. Right. It is what it is. And when you can stand in that and say, all right, not only is it, it is what it is and this happened to me, this what happened to me has created, been a part of what I've created in this reality until right now. But until I can just like, t- like own it, not own it like I'm so excited that this happened to me and right. like I'm like, I created this and it's my fault. There's no faults, right? Right. I'm speaking from my experience because there's things that I did not, could not control, especially as a child, right? Mm-hmm. But really just honoring like, hey, it is what it is. I survived. And really look at it and be like, hey, that's a part of my story. As soon as you can do that, Mm -hmm. you can then turn your head in the other direction and say, and what would I like to experience next? Because we're carrying it with us if we look at it or not. Right. So by looking at it and calling it forward and having the moment of, I respect you, bowing your head to it, not in condoning whatever it is, but in Yo, that's a part of my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's there if I like it or not. Right. Don't shame it. Don't guilt trip it. Don't anything. Mm-hmm. I survived it. Right. Thank you for being a part of my experience till this point. But now I'm going to choose to not. And this is what I want instead. Absolutely. Because, you know, we're carrying it with us if we want to or not. So people are like, why am I calling that in? Like, it's already Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. You're not, it's with you all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the part that can be very challenging. It's hard to look at things 
And I'm not saying that you got to go deep and like get wrapped up in it, Mm -hmm. but you do have to respect that it is a part of your story. And the same thing, you know, things that have happened to you or, and, or things that you've done that you regret. That was the biggest one for me. We all make mistakes. That is a part of the human experience. Right. Right. And so being able to honor and respect, like, ooh, I did it. Mm-hmm. I hurt that person. Mm-hmm. I made that mistake. I created trauma in someone else's life through my actions. Mm-hmm. It's not about condoning it because that's when we can go into bl- blame, right? Well, yeah. I did that because they did this to me because, and now you just stay in that same cycle. It's about like looking at it and being like, ooh, I don't like that part of myself. Right. How can I open up more? And love that part of myself with no condition. Right. You still have a seat at the table. I mean, I'm probably going to give you a new job or mm-hmm. you're going to do something else at the table. Because exactly. What you've been doing is now you're going to be responsible for a cleanup in the dishes. Exactly. <laughs> so you're not going to be right? in the kitchen creating anymore. But yeah. how, do you, how do we call that part of us in without shaming it or guilting mm-hmm. it or mm-hmm. having all the other layers that just makes that part of us bigger and makes us not feel good? How can we stay in love of ourselves? And look at the parts that we don't necessarily like so much so that it can can transform to something else or you can look to the future. Right. I think a big part of that is being able to create opportunities, whether it's through meditation, journaling, Mm -hmm. or some Mm -hmm. other mindful, I would say, reflective activity is to giving, giving yourself the opportunity, giving ourselves the opportunity to be the observer. Yes. Because the observer isn't attached to the experience in a way that the person who felt it, lived it, breathed it, tasted it is attached to it. And being able to, you know, kind of step away from ourselves and looking at ourselves and looking at those experiences where, like you said, we maybe were the ones who were the cause of trauma for someone else or moments that we regret or moments that we, you know, um, would rather just avoid or pretend didn't happen when we can step back as an observer present day us Mm -hmm. present day us and possibly even future version of us higher Mm -hmm. higher self being able to say yeah okay that happened Mm -hmm. and uh, what do we think about that okay all right and how are we feeling about it now okay Mm -hmm. and then how will we how do we want to feel And I think that the what now, what's next, like you said earlier, turning in the opposite direction and saying, now what's next? And I think that sometimes people don't, we as people don't necessarily realize that the acceptance of something is not the condoning of it. It's not the admiration of it. It's not the celebration of it. It's the acceptance of it. I accept Mm -hmm. that this is what has happened. I accept this is part of my story that the acceptance dominates denial. It dominates shame. It dominates regret because I've accepted this now. Mm -hmm. And if I'm coming from a place of acceptance, I am so much more receptive to what's next, to what's now, because the acceptance kind of serves as a salve over all those little experiences, all those things we've been carrying. And it's like, this is just who I am. And this is part of my story, but I don't have to keep carrying it with me. It kind of seals it for me. That's what acceptance has done for me is it seals 
certain experiences where I'm not shutting them off. I'm not unaware. I'm not acting like they didn't happen, but I took myself through the processes to get to a place of acceptance so that I can actually move forward. Yep. So beautiful. It's like, you have to, you know, we, I, you know, one of the things that I started to get really frustrated with was like, release the things that no longer serve you, right? And I, that's so important. Like, things yoga teachers release. say. <laughs> yeah, we have to release it. We have to let it go. But if we never accepted it and even like had it there to be released, like really fully been like, oh, this is, this is there. Okay. Then it becomes this elusive thing that's like, I want to release this feeling or I want to release this thing, but I've never actually like, just recognize that it's there first mm-hmm. and foremost so that I can release it. Right. Right. Well, and I think sometimes it I'm trying to think of the best way to when there is something in the dark, whether it's in your shadow, in your past, in the negative experiences, when there's something in the dark, the only way to be able to release it is to shed light on it. Yes. To call it by its name. Yes. And I recognize that sometimes to call something by its name that's in the dark can be frightening because you don't know how it's going to look. Yeah. And oftentimes I think of like, you know, like in cartoons where, you know, there might be a dark cave and you hear like this loud, weird sound coming out of it. And the people are at the end of the cave, like what's happening in there. And it turns out that it's a little tiny reptile that comes out or a little tiny bird that comes out. And you're like, man, I thought there was a dragon in there. It's just a bird. Sometimes when it comes to looking at those negative experiences that we had and not to say, yeah, there aren't some actual dragons in that cave too. Sometimes there are, But once we call it forward, then we can let it go. Mm -hmm. Because if we are just kind of like people say, release everything that doesn't serve you, you have to, in that moment, kind of do a full assessment. Like, well, shit, what's what's not serving me today? I don't know. Well, last time I let go of that. Do I still need to let go of that again? Is it still not serving me? Is it still... Because I found myself doing that sometimes in class. Like, okay, release what's not serving you, Keyshawn. Um, well, okay. This is the same thing that we released yesterday. Is it a new yeah. thing? And being able to identify and being able to call it forward, being able to wrap it in acceptance and then send it away with love yes. for self. Not love for the thing, but love Thank for yourself. Goodness. So, yeah. That brings up a huge point that I've been working with because – I was trying to send stuff away. I'm not going to lie. I was trying to send stuff away with anger and resentment. And like, yeah, because I need to, excuse my language, I need to fucking cut this out of my life because this shit's not good for me. And blah, 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 blah. I'm go. trying to release it, from, release it from this place of like, uh-uh, cut this person out, cut this mm-hmm. person out, cut this part of myself out. And doing it with so much like anger and stuff and not with love, right. it just stayed. And it got bigger because I was just feeding it with mm-hmm. more of those kinds of feelings. Right. Well, it has to be precision. You know, there has to be like, I think of when we're removing things that no longer serve us, I think of it. I mean, for me, a lot of things that are happening on a metaphysical energetic level, the way that I understand the best is to imagine it happening on a physical, you know, uh, tangent level. Mm -hmm. And when I think about releasing what no longer serves me, if I think about it in a physical way, it's like removing something that doesn't belong anymore physically. And 
I do so with intention and with love. I think about like trimming my hair or cutting my nails where they've gotten to the point where they're too long and they're actually kind of hindering me from doing what I want to do. And I don't cry about it. I don't, you know, feel anything because of it because I've made up my mind that I'm ready to let this thing go. Yeah. And I think that doing so with precision and intention is what is required in order for it to be complete. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, if you're just like, I want to let this stuff go. However, I don't know how much of it is really in there. So I might be letting this go for a while. Yeah. And, and being okay with that. I think that's where the self-love comes in too. Is like, mm. I was trying to release things, but then it was like trying to release it. I would get angry again. And I was like, Oh, cause I'm actually still angry about it. And that's yep. okay too. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm actually still upset and I'm trying to mask it and say that I'm releasing it. But actually my, that, that part of myself, and I can only speak from my experience, like anger has been a big one for me, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, I'm actually still kind of hurt and upset about this thing. So right. it's how can we then, that's what I mean by like, be with it. Like, how can I be with it without then letting it create uh, a bigger monster in the dark? Right. Right. How can right. I be like, you know, you shine the light on it and you see it, but then it's like, but I'm not ready to go yet. Like, are you still feeling me? Exactly. So how can I, can, how, can I sit next to it? And be with it and be with that part of myself with love right. until it's ready to be let go. Right. And, you know, that's that, that, and that takes courage. It does. It and takes, that takes mm-hmm. checking in with how you feel. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Which is the one thing that I think, I hope, is what people are starting to learn how to practice by tapping into what's available now through the holistic healing community, Reiki, yoga, meditation, tarot, oracles, whatever it is you're doing. I think that if a person has gotten to a place in their life where they're like, you know what, I'm now ready to start looking at some of this stuff yeah, because I do feel what you guys are saying and I do feel what you're talking about and I don't like it and I'm not sure what to do. Um, Where do I begin? Reach out. Exactly. Reach out. Help. Yeah. support exactly. like you know I think like I'm on this healing journey and I love to help and support other people but that's also because I've invested so much of my time and energy and currency exactly in getting that support in getting that help in getting reflection um from other people and then you know because we can't always see ourselves <laughs> exactly we need those no, well can we see, I, and I was so, because I thought about this the other day, I'm like, can we ever really see ourselves unless we're in a mirror? Because I can see parts of myself. I can look down and see my torso and, yeah. but I can't, I can't really, I can kind of see, see my back, piece. but I can't see the whole piece. So that's the reason why people needing people, people needing to connect with healers and practitioners is so important because we serve as the mirror Yeah, and they serve as a mirror for us too. You know, so it's definitely like an exchange or reciprocation that's happening there. For sure. I do want to say one thing about that, though. That actually Okay. Okay. Yeah. Really check in with how you feel when you're connecting with someone, though. It's really important that you mm-hmm. resonate with that person and that you um, – 
there's something in you that's like, no, I trust this person. Like, I trust this person. It's not just like right. anybody. Right. Right. It's like, exactly. You, and not saying that it, because there's like, you know, bad or anything like that. It's just like, that means that like each person is a unique individual just like you. And so sometimes you need a specific mirror. Exactly. Like your soul's calling for a specific mirror in a specific area. So really being able to listen to yourself. And when you're like, no, I trust this person to like open this part up. It means that that is the specific mirror that you need at that time. And really listening to that, not just like, oh, they're a healer. So I have to go to them. Right. It's like your soul is like searching for that compatible match at that time for what it is that you need in that specific place. And I just wanted to put that out there because I think it's a really beautiful way to like empower other people. Cause at the end of the day, again, it's just a mirror. Like, you know, what's mm-hmm. right for you. And mm-hmm. so starting a relationship from that place is really, really, really beautiful. Absolutely. Not coming from a place of what do you, what is the word I'm looking for? not coming from a place of emptiness. Like I need this other person, this healer, this person, this teacher, this practitioner to fill me up mm-hmm. more. So coming from a place of I'm fully aware that there's things about me that I want to see deeper. Yeah. I'm fully aware that by approaching this particular person, this particular practitioner, that my intention here is not necessarily for them to fix me, but more to literally just stand before me hold space for me while I do the work myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my dear, I'm not going to keep you forever, but I know that I could. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. Perfect. And um, there's a part of the podcast that I like to call complete the sentence. Ooh. So <gasps> I have a couple of sentence sentences and I invite you to take up as much or as little space as you'd like mm-hmm. as you complete them. So the first one is, I know I am loved when Mm. I know I am loved when I feel joy. Mm. I am happiest when I'm happiest when I feel light in my body and I feel the wind. And the, the, you know what? I'm happiest when I recognize the cosmic wink of it all. Mm. Yeah. Mm. My magic comes from. (laughs) My magic comes from my heart, from my ancestors. Mm. And my joy. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I could teach the world a lesson, I would teach. <laughs> Just one? Just kidding. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, I know yeah. we have so many. <laughs> I, if I could teach the world one lesson is that we are all extremely valuable. And... Every moment of our experience is something to be praised and grateful for. I want my legacy to be. This is like a healing. Um, 
I want my legacy to be unconditional love. Mm. I'm ever working towards that. No conditions for the fluidity of love. Absolutely. I showed myself love today. Bye. A couple of things. I showed myself love today by coming onto this podcast and speaking my truth and exactly where I'm at right here, right now. And I showed myself love. By humbling myself today. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. Is there a word that when you hear it and when you say it makes you feel powerful? <laughs> I have a couple. The first thing that went to my mind was, oh, um, oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, it's more of a noise. Um, a word would be it's more of like a phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sharpened grace or, you know, mm-hmm. gracious wisdom. Lovely. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the podcast, I like to offer a little bit of uh, magic juju <laughs> goodness. And um, the way that I've been doing so is by um, sharing little mini readings from this Oracle deck that I've been <laughs> carrying with me. Okay. And um, it's called the Oracle of E. As in everything in manifestation, and it's a deck of 52 cards. So, I've actually been allowing you, the guest, to give me a number between one and 52. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! Thank you for doing it that way by numbers. And I choose 27. Lovely, okay, 27. Okay, so I love these little messages by the way, they're so cute. So the message on card number 27 is magnanimous me. Hmm. This is the time for your true nature to bloom like a crocus in the spring. You are nothing but a big ball of love. And the only thing you really want is to love up on everyone. This is a good time to get in touch with that higher truth and free your generous spirit. Kindness, anyone? Hmm. that's so beautiful yes and it resonates so deeply awesome I love it and I just I want to say thank you so much for this beautiful and amazing space and just for who you are and how much one of the words that I think about when I think of you and feel you is like persistent and consistent And those are such powerful forces on this planet. And I just want to thank you because on this path, on this beautiful soul's journey, it can be really challenging to be consistent and persistent. And you carry that with so much grace and so much love in your heart. And I want to say thank you. Mm, Thank you. I I received that. Yeah. I received that so much. I just... I, I receive that, especially today. It's just like, Ooh, yes, I needed, I needed that today. Um, I, I know that when you and I came into each other's worlds, that 
while I had no idea exactly how much of an impact you were going to make on my life, I did not know at the time how beautiful of a connection I would feel with you. And I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to continue to be a part of your human experience, Mm. to be able to witness you doing what you do and doing it with so much heart and so much sincerity and so much transparency. I I'm inspired by what you're doing and I'm just glad to continue to be able to just sit back and be like, I know her. Look at her over there doing her thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And I would love to like, I just want to let everyone know I'm feeling called. I just got this wave of energy. What we talked about, it's serious stuff. It can be. It can be serious stuff. It can be like, you know, a little a little down into the, the deep places. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to also bring in the energy of like, and it's so much fun. And there's yeah. so much joy. And there's so much beauty. And one of my lessons of being human on this lifetime, my soul's journey, is like to remember to have fun. Yes. And to bring in that joy and that fun and that reading that card, I was like, oh yeah, that's my true nature. And I got the calls like, make sure you say that too. Like Mm. it isn't just all the darkness and like shining light on the darkness can also have so much light and love and joy and fun. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and being aware of that can sometimes be that guiding light Mm -hmm. that brings people through it. You know, being aware that, there is joy in the morning, that there is light on the other side, that there is fun even when you're dealing with, like you said, the not so good feelings or the the negative experiences, especially when you have a tribe, when you have people around you, people in your midst that love and support you and that are willing to go there with you. That's what's important. You have a choice of hundreds of podcasts, and I appreciate you for choosing this one. Please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. If you like what you've heard, check out my first book, Because I Said So, Simple Ways to Rewrite Your Story, available on Amazon. Stay connected on social media. Find me at Keyshawn Rains. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to something different and experience something new peace and blessings. Namaste.